0: Welcome to Soul Bites, this is our snackable trends, tips and thought leadership for those in the business of talent. We have a mutual friend in Hollis, who partner at Deloitte's in Germany who nominated you earlier in the year as a good soul story and we thank him for that. You've been instrumental in changing how he does business with his colleagues and clients and we're going to talk a lot more about that with some incriminating photos coming up. but 2020 has been a shit show. I think we can all agree with that. Um, we and and but I would argue that you've actually been through worse things than this year and I would love you to share your story, your highs, your lows of your professional um, life as an athlete as a businessman as a backdrop to this conversation.
1: Oh well, where to start oh my god um, yeah it's been a it's been a crappy year um, but I had crappier years because um uh, better years, of course, uh, many of them. Um, you high and low. What is, what is the high? You need, I mean, I If you are a 10-year-old kid and your dream is um, to become a professional cyclist, to perform in the Tour de France, to uh, ride uh, with the best riders in the world, um, and then actually when you are 32, you make it to the podium of the Tour de France, you wear the polka dot jersey for the best climber for four days, you win a stage. Um, you wear the green jersey. Altogether, I had uh, over 100 successes uh, in my career, including Tour de France, Giro d'Italia, World España. So it was such a fulfillment of dreams. So it, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get any better than that. But um, let's see. There is people they want to be an astronaut when they're 10. You know, they dream about it, and then now they are CEO and make millions of dollars. But hey, they're not astronauts. And I've been a professional cyclist for a long, long part of my life. And it felt really good. It was a hard way. It was a long way. It was a a demanding way. And uh, I've been through high and lows during this career. And coming to the moment where you stand on the top of the podium, you know, you just raise your arms up in success. And you, um, well, have this dream coming. You hear the music. you You know all the sacrifices you've been doing. All the, all the hard work you put in, it was worth it. And um, that was probably the moment where I was, I wouldn't say the proudest, not the happiest, but where I felt this, the dream finally came through. And it was uh, only in my 12th year uh, as a professional cyclist to win a stage in the Tour de France. But um, it felt really good. And that must feel definitely better than being a CEO and making millions of dollars um, I don't know, I I love my hard work I put in and I love my authentical and uh, sort of natural lifestyle to um, to get there. That's one thing that was high. You asked about the lows. Well, you stand on the podium and you close your eyes and you hear it, you see Olympic champions, they cry and you know it's it's very emotional. Um, That was the 5th of July 2000 and um, on the 11th of August 2000 um, Five weeks later. I had a crash. Um, I broke my skull. I lost the sight of my right eye. I can still not see. The eye is in, but it's blind. Um, I almost died that night. And my career was always, it was shattered. And my my normal life just uh, flew apart. Um, But hey, this life flew apart, but there's still another one. And that's what I tell people when they say, you know, we have, uh, actually now we have the pandemic and this and, Uh, And and, and it's so hard. Of course it's hard. Of course it's hard for me. I work in events and travel. So I lost about 85, 9% of all my income. And I tell you, as a professional cyclist, you're not as well paid as a soccer player. You do five seasons or uh, any other maybe U.S. pro sport like uh, NHL, NFL. Um, When I started as a pro in 1989, well, long time ago, my salary was €1,250 a month net. So, I don't know, in, in US dollars, maybe it's 1,500, but it was for the dream and I would have ridden for free. So, um, of course, I'm in a, in a, in a, in a bad situation and I'm, uh, I'm struggling and I'm fighting, but hey, my sport was fighting as well. And I, I think um, whenever you look positively forward with one eye, that's what I do because I only have one, that's better than uh, winch and cry with two eyes and... Uh, and um, yeah just uh, don't have any perspective so i'll be be optimistic be positive there's 10 doors shutting down there will be one other door opening so walk through it and see what opportunity you get behind it
0: what an incredible life and what an incredible message i'm going to pick up on something you said you said i was only 12 years into my professional cycling career just tell me a little bit about that, because for, for a lot of people, a lot of people don't plan that far out. And you talked about dreams and there's some big thing that you're going for, some big mountain that you're climbing. What is your natural horizon? Like How far out do you look? Because when you talk to people going through tough times, if you're just living day by day or minute by minute or till the end of the week, life can be very overwhelming. But you've actually got a, lo- a long runway that you look down. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Well, yes. Well, the good thing is um, when you when you turn professional, when you you don't know when it happens. You know, I've I've been I've been riding the tour in '92 already. I mean, I won the stage in 2000, '92. I rode the tour, but I crashed out on the first day, and I I didn't even make it to France because the Tour de France started in Spain. Um, so the day-to-day thing or stage-to-stage thing, um, it is happening in a professional cyclist career because. Um, if you stay on the start line of any given town where the Tour de France starts and you say, oh, my God, it's three weeks and it's so hard and it's 3,700 kilometers and uh, it's going to be so many mountains and it's going to be uh, hot and it's going to be a thunderstorm. You know, you just you just plan shortly and then anytime time it happens and the long run, of course, um, you say, OK, in five years, I want to be doing this in 10 years. I want to be doing this. Then you plan. It's OK. It's OK to have a plan. But then comes. No, know, best example is right now, now comes a pandemic. Um, what can I plan now? I don't even know if in two weeks' time, Spain will close the borders and uh, no German tourists, cyclists, um, professionals who are willing to train are allowed into the country. I do not know. So um, the flexibility you have, to, you, know, you have to have these days, um, I think that's the most important thing um, to just see and trust into the flow. You know, if you if you say, oh, my God, oh they're going to close the board. Oh, it's all going to be bad. If you send this message out, what comes back to you? Well, it's going to be shitty. It's going to be crappy. You won't be happy. Um, just be positive, and positive things will happen. I think it's just a state of mind that you, um, you know, you, you are on the start line of a race, uh, which you really want to win, and 10, 20, maybe 100 times before that race, you pictured in, in your head in your brain you know like mental training you just uh, see success happening um, in front of your inner eye and then you're used to it and then it happens it's uh, it's it's just a thing In, in Germany there's a thing the way you shout into the forest the way it the same way it echoes out so shout positively then positive things will come back to you I
0: adore your outlook on life and before we go any deeper um, I have and we, we were discussing previously I have dabbled with the thought of moving to Berlin my sister said why don't you move to Berlin at some point point?" Um, and you said oh don't go to Berlin go, go to Cologne because there's less dickheads now I need you to tell me about um, you know why is why your zero tolerance around dickheads and then how does that show up in your life professionally and uh, personally
1: well I mean the the thing, of course, I have to say, uh, there's decades everywhere, I mean, uh, even in Cologne, but um I had to promote my my own city and the the mentality we have there, but um yeah, zero tolerance on those. I mean, um to me, I don't know if I'm not especially when other countries are concerned, I'm not uh, too much of a political person, but I said, um, in your country um you had for four years you had one of those as a president i mean um, you, you have to. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, empathy, um, uh, positive things, um, you know, respect. Uh, this, is, this is what dickheads don't have. And, um, you know, we've, we function all together. Like, I wouldn't say, yes, of course, mankind, all the 8 billion we have. But uh, even in your inner circle or your, your greater circle you work with, the people you are you're connected with through um, things you do, projects, whatever, um, if there is one dickhead only within the thing, it can ruin the whole thing. So there's 20 people putting in a big effort and, and working hard and, uh, and, and pushing it forward. One dickhead, he can just ruin the whole thing. And if you have one of those on your team, let's be a sports team, like a professional cycling team. If my mechanic was one of those uh, and he doesn't care to uh, actually set my derailleur right, and he said, oh, yeah, she, he'll be right, come on, uh, let him ride like this and I'm too lazy to do it. Well, dickheads don't do their job pro- pro- job properly. So if then the next day there's a there's a big uh, sprint finish and I spr- I'm I'm full on sprinting at uh, at 65 uh, kilometers per hour and my 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 chain slips because the mechanic is one of those um, or maybe I just if he's a dickhead I can I can say that uh, there has to be no no tolerance because if my chain slips because he's such a, um, I can crash I can lose my life I ruin. Uh, my career, the career of others through crashing, so I guess um, you have to be really careful of those, um, and you I think it's your responsibility if you see one well, not to tell everyone, hey look this guy is a dickhead, no, no, do it positively go towards him the one you spotted, and you say hey look, why are you doing this? Uh, And and dickheads usually, you know, they they never they never sort of agree, they always say no, no, uh, it's not like this, and Yes, and grab them by the, the whatever and you, you know if you do things wrong admit especially if you're in a team because if i do a if i do a bad mistake which cost my company a thousand euro which is yet not so much but if there is a thousand people doing the same mistake because i just you know duck under and can you see me no Phew. uh nobody has seen i've done the mistake so all the other thousand they do the same mistake and it costs the cost the company a million so um, be positive about your mistakes, um, speak to dickheads and try to de-dickhead them, and if, and if you can't do it, well, get rid of them, get rid of them, because they are, uh, they are really um, yeah, a pain when it comes to success, and they, um, they are people who block success.
0: I love this. And I love how you've done two things. You've talked about the attitude of a dickhead, but you've also talked about the lack of high performance. I mean, you're all very about high performance as well, which is really interesting. And I think you've interest, uh, in, introduced some new management speak, undickhead. I think that's going to be a new technique that we see sort of taking, taking off around the world. Look, let's go back. You've talked about your high, you've talked about your low, and I think we can all agree. I mean, those are just absolute extremes it's just being pulled from one end of the continuum to another you've got this deep passion um, and expertise in cycling alongside you've got an analyst background alongside this love for business how have you brought those two things in in the pre-pandemic but the post high and low time in your life what have you built in Majorca, and what do we hope to return to soon
1: well, what have i built in mallorca i mean i'm sitting here in mallorca in my in my home it's called the casa Ciclista, which means well the house of the cyclist um yeah i've built a business i've built a business um because cycling is my passion because i love it um because i think when you pick the right job um you never have to work you just have to well, follow your follow the flow follow your passion do the things you like um well, I have a house here. It's a, I would call it, well, it's a private house, but it's a big house. I have um, altogether five bedrooms and five bathrooms for my guests. So what do we do? Um, most of them, they are, I'd say, keen cyclists. They are like cycling. They are, I have some very good cyclists. I have some beginners. And um, usually I, yeah, I, I have them here for a week and we go riding our bikes. Let's put it this way. That's, that's sort of um, the number one thing. Um, they come here to ride the bike, to explore the nice island of Mallorca, to go cycling, um, to uh, enjoy the nice scenery, to enjoy the nice weather, which is way better compared to Northern Europe, especially, especially during uh, springtime. And, well, then we are all here. To, we live together. I mean, they come to my house. I make breakfast in the morning. Um, I set up the bikes for them. I cook a three-course meal every night. Uh, we go riding. Um, we, we exchange um about well about our lives of course about my life uh, which is very um cycling related um these people are interested in cycling but i have um, i have everything i have um, i have a, I have a nurse i have uh, lawyers i have uh, i have uh, no dickheads um <laughs> <laughs> i i have i have everything through uh, uh through 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 you know all the business possible we have one common thing we love riding the bikes we, ride, we like cycling and if you're a beginner of course um you know you maybe want a corner as fast as uh, the best professional cyclist in the world but you have to have skills uh, you to have the skills you have to train you have to train your skills as well then you have to trust in your skills and it, it's a it's an altogether thing it's a it's a nice relaxed holiday with no um I wouldn't say w- without any pressure for every for anything. Everybody is sort of free to say, "Oh, hey, today I don't. I'm a little bit tired. I want to sit on the patio and look on the ocean and uh, start drinking beers at uh, at lunchtime." I say, "Hey, it's your holiday. Do it." So um, it's open door house uh, of an ex professional cyclist who's still living his passion and who can teach everyone who's coming here um, about cycling, of course, about many other things as well, of course, and who can learn, because I learn from my clients as well, um, because they come from so many different angles of uh, professions um, that it's, uh, yeah, and it's it's very entertaining, especially at night when the when the good red wine is flowing. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, look, speaking of beer, cheers. It's my 8 a.m., but um, I know it's a little bit later over there. So cheers to you. Um... <laughs> I'm here. Mm. I'm just so honored to have this opportunity to speak with you. So we're going to go a little bit deeper now. Um, So I'm a professional indoor cycling (laughs) expert. Um, I have to have very loud music and I'm in the dark and I'm going nowhere, right? So when you have your people and you go out cycling, when we were talking, I was shocked at how much of a team effort and individual win in any stage in a big race is so. What I'd love you to do is to share with us perhaps one of the exercises that you take the group through that re- that relates to teamwork. Um, yeah, that'd be great.
1: Well, th- there there is two things. You know, there's there is uh, there is the, the normal I'd say holiday maker um, cycling fan who just wants to ride the bike. Then we just go riding. But of course, I have um, I have companies. Um, and there is a German word, which is Erfahrung, which is experience. And, but fahren means, um, well, driving or riding. So um, we sort of drive um, through or ride through their experiences. Um, it's easy. You have, a, you have a two kilometer straight with a headwind. So you have uh, five people of a, of a company who want to come together, want to maybe train uh, team skills. Um, I do uh, an individual time trial with them. Individual time trial means every 20 seconds one goes. um, Two kilometers, um, three minutes, uh, 20, three minutes, 10, three. So then you add up the five times and you come to a time of, let's say, 17 minutes. And you go back. Same thing. You just have them all together at the start line. And then they'll go all together. They'll be at least uh, 30 seconds faster. But then I'll take them and train them like technique training, um, how fast uh, does the, or can the strongest rider of the group ride without looting, losing the weakest, because um, a group is always as strong as the, as the weakest part of it, um, who is pulling uh, longer terms in the front, because he's strong, um, who is never pulling in the front, but who is still um, taking the relay of the very strong, um, so, so, so then we, we just do in our workshop, technical workshop of team tri- time trialing. And then we go to the start line again. And what happens then? They're another minute faster and they are less tired and they come in all together. And then we sit down on the table here, on the table I'm sitting right now, like a big square table, um, enough room for eight to 10 people. And then we say, okay, you have seen, what have you done? What have you done? What has he done? How could he uh, help the team even if he was the weakest? And then we try to find um, the little... I'd say the, the, the little screws they can sort of readjust in their, in their business to find exactly the right thing for every individual um, within the company, within the team. And in between each other, even if uh, one guy is the boss, then the other is the sub boss, and one is the, let's say, uh, the lowest in the, in the chain, in the, uh, in the food chain uh, within the company. I say, hey, you have to talk. Communication is so is so vital, and let's do it like in the sports. Even the guy who just uh, came to the to the um, to the company maybe a year ago, and he earns only half of the next uh, step guy, and ten times less than the boss. He can tell his boss, "Hey, boss, listen. I think you have done something wrong here. Um, if you we follow my approach, that might be better for the whole for the whole thing for the whole system." So critique is not only from top to bottom, but from bottom to top. And that's what happens in the team bus after a stage in the Tour de France, where a young rider might tell the guy who's won two times the Tour, hey, I think uh, tactically we have failed here. Maybe we should have done this way. And it's not like, hey, shut up. You don't don't know nothing. It's like, all right, let us consider. It's always um, an input uh, to take uh, critique is always important to improve and every company should be improving.
0: Oh, look, that's a great example. What was an example when you won your stage on the tour? What was the example of some of the things that happened from the team that built up to that?
1: I mean, you know, you know I, I won the, i I'll never forget this day. It was a 5th of, uh, 5th of July, uh, 2000, and I won that stage in the Tour de France, but there was a breakaway. There was five riders in the front and they had uh, a two and a half minute lead. And it was sort of uh, 50 kilometers to go, and there were two very strong riders uh, in the breakaway. Um, and I told my teammates, "Hey, look, guys, uh, maybe you go to the front and start riding because if we don't catch them, well, I'll be sprinting for sixth place. So sixth place is like last; it's, it doesn't matter." So my teammates started riding. I went to other sprinters and say, "Hey, look, uh, I just put uh, two or three guys to ride. Maybe your teammates, okay?" And then some of the telecom guys came, some of the map So we caught. The breakaway, the last two, Jens Voigt and Eric Decker, uh, about 300 meters to go. So if I would have told my guys a minute later, hey, start riding now, we would have been sprinting for second. And because it's been, it's been riding balls out for the last hour and a half, like uh, full blast, 50k an hour, and we just caught them. But if my teammates don't go there and ride and actually, I'd say, die for me out in the wind and, uh, and, and really make themselves tired within the first week of the Tour de France, There is another two weeks behind with high mountains, uh, with uh, with heat, with uh, with uh, with with cold weather changes and everything. But I told them, please ride. And if they don't ride, I don't win. And if I don't win, the team doesn't win. And if the team doesn't win, the sponsor sponsor pulls a plug and say, Look, uh, I'm not paying a not winning team. So it's it's all. Everybody has his job in a team, and my job, of course, was winning. And then after this, you don't see your teammates straight away, because then you have, uh, you have the ceremony on the podium, you have the drug testing, you have the press conference. And then an hour and a half later, after your teammates um, are already at the hotel, then I got to the hotel. What was the first thing before even going in my room and shower? I just went through all the rooms, hugged my friends, hugged my teammates and said, guys, hey, thank you very much. Without you, I would be nothing. And it's, it's like everywhere. And, and every CEO, CFO, whoever who's up there in the Forbes magazine he should kiss his um, employer's ass because they get him there. And he pays them good money, I hope, um, because they deserve it. But it's not only money. It's a uh, reward is different. Reward can be emotional. Reward can be free time. Reward, it's not only uh, yeah, I give him money and now uh, do your job. You have, to, you have to create more than just that thing. Uh, look, uh, we are successful. Hey, guys, here's money. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, everybody everybody has seen that movie. It's a great movie, I think. But hey, there is way more than just that.
0: Oh, thank you. That's amazing. And I think that's the closest I'm gonna get to the tour. So thank you for for walking us through there. That was incredible. I'm just gonna say something. We had 50 kilometers to go. I mean, I can't even get my head around how you guys think. That's just an amazing story. What I'd love you to talk to us about, so you're basically living in what looks to me like part frat house, It's part bed and breakfast, so you're cooking for everyone, and part summer camp. So it's sort of a real mix of lots of emotional human experiences, I'd say, apart from the business and from those lessons that people are obviously learning. What are some other things that these mammals, these middle-aged men, um, not all men, I'm sure there's women as well, what do they learn in their time with you on the island beyond the bike, beyond business?
1: Well, they learn... They learned a good life. I mean, many of them, um, they learn that it's totally okay to reward yourself, to reward yourself with something. You know, it doesn't have to be after finishing the Ironman in such a time. And um, you can reward yourself every day. And that you should be thankful for every day you wake up in the morning without, let's say, without aching bones or uh, without uh, dying overnight. Just... Um, see the, the the positive things um many people there uh that you when i go shopping i mean my grocery shopping here if i have uh, eight nine uh, people here uh, it's twice a week it's uh, three three or four washing baskets and i do it usually by myself uh, there's like uh, three um three um shopping carts, and all the baskets are already in the supermarket and but when the when the when the girl or the or the young man on the behind the counter who's who's doing the the, the cash out um and he says, Hey, just you're great, but can you slow a little bit down? Because um, you're too good for me. Look, I have all that stuff. So so give positive feedback to people all the time. And people get positive feedback. Of course, if somebody back to the back to the dickheads, if somebody behaves like a dickhead, I tell them, Hey, don't be a dickhead. Um, don't be uh, don't be the one who is um, who's jeopardizing your um your the goal, um, the, 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 the things you are, you are fighting for. But basically, it's a positive attitude and it's possible everywhere. And it's that little things. Um, when I tell the girl who's uh, riding down the San Salvador, who's always a little bit scared in the corners, um, I ride the same corner with her 10 times. And uh, on the 11th time, she says, oh, wow, that's great. And I say, yeah, of course, it's great. Now you can do it. And then she goes to the next corner, which is, which is not right, but left. And she's back to zero and i said oh but this is different they say yeah it's only different once and then you do it 10 times and they know it and it's they just learn that um well before reward um there's always hard work but um you don't have to you don't have to work very hard all the time to achieve things which can be important to you to your partner to your life to your family uh or to your business i think um take it easy you Know it's a good song, hey, take it easy. Um, and the easier you take it, the easier life is. And who who wants a hard life? I don't want it,
0: yeah. No, great point. Now, there's something else you make your corporate folks do sometimes, so that they'll ride, and then sometimes you get the, them to jump in the ocean. Tell us about some of the responses to that.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I've done that this uh, this September, but um, there was there was rather a that was a good thing because uh, it was 30 some degrees, so 90 anything in the US. It was hot, it was humid, and you come uh, well, you, you come home to Calamurada, which is right on the coast uh, where where my casa ciclista is, and well, it's hot and it's. I say, hey, look, we go down, and we have we have sort of a we have sort of a little little um, gee, can't find the word. Where, where, where a little ship could sort of stop. Um, a GT? a gt yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's like a jetty, but it's a, it's a concrete jetty. Um, and I said, okay, we go swimming. And I was looking at, it, what do you mean, swimming? You said, well, we, just ride, we don't ride home and drink beer right away, but we ride to the ocean and then jump in the ocean. And the water is warm and it's great. And, and they need someone who does it first, which was me, of course. <laughs> and I said, all right, um, yeah, um, it's okay. So we go with our Lycra stuff with the, with the shorts, sometimes with the jersey. Uh, you go in the in the turquoise ocean with blue skies, and uh, it's it's beautiful. You know, I tell them: so even it doesn't matter how hard you train for something. Now training is over. Now life reward yourself. Jump in the ocean. Uh, drink uh, a recovery shake, or drink a beer, or drink uh, two gin tonic. It doesn't matter. Whatever is good for you at that one moment, um, do it, and do it with your you know with your heart do it 100 percent and love it and enjoy it i think that's um yeah <laughs> that,
0: that,
1: that that's the thing i'm 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 right uh, right now i'm actually thinking um you know it's almost christmas and the first of january i did it once with my with my sons when we were here about 10 years ago uh 10 yeah oh, the young one was five and the older one was uh was um 12 on the first of january i mean it's winter here the water is not warm We went swimming. I said, come on, we start the swimming year. And I decided for myself, the 1st of January 2021, I'll I'll go swimming. And I'll have a few young professionals here. And I'll try to convince them to go swimming with me. Because doing crazy things, doing stuff which is not normal, uh, that brightens your life. And that makes, uh, you know, everybody wants to be crazy, I think. Well, I want to be crazy, and I am crazy. And many people want to be, but they just don't uh maybe they're scared of uh, what other people say and uh how does it uh you know how does the mother in law think uh uh, on on his behavior and how uh, the friends think i said i don't care just let me do my life as long you know my freedom is to be free as long as i as i don't destroy other people's freedom with my behavior um and that's it just be free do crazy things be crazy be uh yeah, be yourself, and if you're crazy, uh, and you keep it under the lid, and more under the lid, and then the lid is starting to shake, and you put more on top, then someday it'll explode, and it'll all come out, and then it'll be a mess, so a little bit, little bit of craziness every day.
0: I love it. When we share the same ritual, we do the same thing wherever we are. We like to swim on New Year's um, Day. We are in New Zealand actually last year, which was lovely, and Lake Wakatipu, which was uh, in Queenstown. So that was awesome. And this year we'll be in California. I mean, it's not cold, cold, but it's supposed to be winter, but it's been quite nice. So we share the same thing. Uh, Look, this has been absolutely incredible, Marcel. What would you say is your number one piece of advice for businesses, people, uh, personally and professionally, post-pandemic or as we plan, into twenty
1: twenty one, keep um, keep the inspiration up. Um, keep your plans flexible. Um, go from day to day without worrying, um, because every day will follow another day. And yeah, and inspire. You know, inspiration is a thing. Uh, you can be inspirational for other people, and you can other people have inspire yourself and i think the balance of this thing if you always go and and say oh yeah look uh this gotta do this and gotta do that take something like give a lot give as much as you i wouldn't say as you have yes give as much as you have give love love is you know love is it uh, it's not like a piece of cake and you have 12 pieces and you give them away and then it's gone uh it's you know it's it's never over um Uh, Be uh, optimistic, be positive and I think to inspire other people that makes the other people feel good, of course, but it makes yourself feel um, a better person and a better is sort of, you know, better and not as good. It's always a judgment. Um, Don't be, don't depend on judgments, especially if other people judge you and judge what you do, judge your craziness. Uh, judge your bank account, judge your car, uh, judge uh, the things you do. Just be, be yourself and um, have a plan, of course. But if the plan, because we have a pandemic, uh, needs to change, well, then change it. And if you haven't got ideas how to change it, ask. Ask people who are in the same situations. Um, who are? If, if you don't know the way, um, you're driving around in some suburb and you can't find anything and there is a little, uh, 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 let's ask him. And I said, no, he doesn't know. He said, yeah, but maybe he does. And if he doesn't know, our situation is still the same. We can't get worse. <laughs> if we ask him, it can only get better. So ask people for advice. Be, um, don't be ashamed to sort of not know things. You can't know everything. Um, and if you, well, if you follow this path, I wouldn't say the path of, you know, a path of wisdom. There, there's all such uh, uh, expressions. Just be yourself. Just do things, do them from the bottom of your heart and um, yeah, do things you like um, and uh, help people who need help. And if you need help, call out and say, please help me. And there is a bunch of people who will come and do it. And I think that's um, what the whole uh, civilization thing is about, to be there for others. um, And um, not only look in in your own little internal circle, but you know, spreading the view pretty wide. Um, learn, take, give, and be happy. Happiness um, doesn't come without help. So stay healthy, stay away, and um, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there is there is easy there's easy advice on the pandemic because you said post pandemic. I mean now there's vaccination and all this, but during the pandemic, just don't behave like a dickhead, um, and that's it help everyone
0: very simple. very simple hey look i've got one more question we ask all our fabulous guests the same question what sets your soul on fire
1: positive spirits positive spirits uh that means um well there is the so i, I like you know, for me, I remember when we when we were talking about three months ago. I was running around, so I'm I'm sitting now here on a chair, and I just do, I just want to jump through the roof right now because I have this ADHS, and, um, what sets my soul on fire when I when I see happiness, happy happy people. I don't have to make them happy uh, if they are happy already. It's good. Um, they inspire me. Um, I have I have um, yeah, so many. Uh, friends, people I know, people I met, I just don't really know, but I met. And there's so many um, open-minded things to give, receive. Um, that makes the thing go around. And when the things go around, then the fire can sort of start. And if it once burns, um, it's impossible to, um, well, to, to put the fire out, I, I think. So um, my soul is on fire and um, it's for on, fire, is on fire for so long that I can't really remember what lit it, um, but at the end it doesn't really matter. It's burning and it's burning good and it's um, not burning out of control and there is enough uh, pieces to throw into the fire, so uh, it, it will keep burning.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful analogy, and um, thank you for not being a dickhead. Thank you for your inspiration, your spirit, you know, and your happiness. I know that, you know, You know, I've loved talking to you over these past months. Congratulations on behalf of Good Soul Hunting for being one of our great stories we put up and being a friend of our business. You know, you're a living legend in sport and business and life, and um, we hope to come and see you in Majorca sometime soon. So thank you so much for joining us, Marcel. All right.
1: Well, same here. Uh, doors are open, and um, yeah thanks for hunting my good soul so (laughs) see you later (laughs) ciao